What is up, everyone? Welcome back to season three. Clark, we are in season three of the Gentleman's Club podcast, the place where we come to talk about the best fantasy football, IDP, keeper league that has ever existed on the face of the earth. Uh, I am glad to be here with Commissioner Clark. How are you, buddy? How's the offseason been? Dude, I am pumped that we are just talking football. This yeah. offseason has felt like forever for some yes. reason. Yes, um, it very much has. But no, dude, I am uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited for the fall. The fall just, I think, is my favorite time of year. And I, feel like, I don't know, the way my schedule in my life has always worked, the fall has just been like when things seem to start. And like, I don't know, it's good. Good, good. So I'm ready for yeah. this. It's, it's going to be great. And this is kind of this is the start to the new season. This is kind of like we've had our league meeting, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit here in the minute, in, in the minute, which was kind of like, hey, let's let's uh, talk about some things that we haven't talked about in a while and uh, see where we want to go for this year. And now the podcast is starting back up. We have the draft in a few days. Like, it's just things are getting real. And, I, and it's exciting. It's super exciting. I could feel the excitement in our league meeting. Uh, this past week when we had that, that everybody was just like rip roaring, ready to go. People have been holding back, you know, punk comments and things like that from each other for a while. And they all kind of came out and like, even through like my shattered internet, like it was a good way to put it. I was, I was in the meeting experiencing FOMO. Um, because it's just like, you could just feel like, even as like the seven or eight of us who were able to kind of join in here or there, um, it was like, yeah, you could just totally feel the energy and the excitement there. You're totally right. Like it was yeah. just, I don't know, people just ready to go. Yeah. So we want to do a few things uh, today. We want to recap quickly. I mean, there's a there's a Facebook post that you can go and look at that has more details about it. Just recap the league meeting uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about the draft uh, coming up and we'll have just kind of our uh, top 10 rookies, the impact that they'll have, some sleeper conversations. Um, and go from there. We'll have a preseason power ranking and we'll give you a little bit of an update of what we hope to do uh, with the podcast as we kind of enter season three to um, keep it lively, keep it fresh, keep it new, help us get to know each other a little bit more. And so we'll we'll give some more details about that as the episode goes along. But Clark, let's get started uh, with a little bit of a recap of the league meeting. So there were some things that were discussed. Is there any information that we want to make sure that we pass along? That kind of came out of that meeting. If people haven't looked at the um, Facebook post yet, or weren't a part of that, or if they weren't a part of that meeting, sure. I uh, I was really happy with the meeting. I, I think the goal was, hey, we are heading into year nine, which is wild. Um, the majority of the guys who are kind of in our league, I think, have spent upwards of eight, nine, 10 years in the league. I guess I say 10 too early. <laughs> um, a lot there of are some have... people that have been in the league as long as they possibly could, whether it was yeah. a expansion draft or the original draft. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think, I mean, Javid, this being his second year is the newest guy, but besides that, it might be like a Casey and Taylor. Casey, or, uh, Casey Taylor and yeah. Pedersen. And they still Pedersen, got, yeah. Another their belt. Like it's one of those, um, it's just cool. Um, I think UI Joe and Van Camp or something mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Taylor Bubba came in, uh, after I came in year two. So it's just like, it's just cool. And so the thought was, Hey, instead of me just kind of making decisions as commissioner, or kind of bouncing something off Chris and being like, I'm just going to do this. 
and called it good. It was like, why not have a conversation with everyone? Because everyone seems to be in it. And out of respect almost for people's buy-in, it's just like, hey, let's, let's talk football. Let's talk how's the league doing? How do we keep it interesting for the next couple of years? Because um, I would love – I mean, we joke all the time about handing our teams off to our kids. Um, that's wild to think. But at the same time, like, I just love the idea, like, this could just go for a while. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, um, unless the NFL dies, like, I don't see why fantasy football would die. Yeah, I don't see a multi-billion dollar industry failing, technically. So. Yeah, no. Deshaun or Ariza might help, but I, I think just, like, they're... Yeah, I mean, I think we've proven it doesn't really matter at this point. Let's be real. They don't care. Um <laughs> So yeah, it was cool. Uh, nothing too crazy. A lot of a lot of what we talked about was again almost like topics for let's just get the conversation rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about like a lot of roster changes. Do we um, get rid of a position? Do we add a super flex? Do we um, do we go down to three linebackers instead of four? Nothing that was like. I think those were very much. Hey, let's get even more league consensus, anyways. Um, but at least let's have the conversation going so guys can maybe think about it as the year's progressing of like, oh, you know, that wide receiver running back combo position, I would love it if it was a flex. It just would make more sense as a flex because um, I would love to play two of my potential top five tight ends. You know what I mean? So, like, there's there's some of that benefit. Um, or we talk about, like, with Javid, who only really has a solid running back but, like, to have more. Like, so it just um, – a lot of that was the conversation – Nothing really shifted there. Um, kind of the big things again, they're they're on there. Like we moved the deadline back, so it basically ends near the end of the season. Um, we would have one regular season week left after yep. the deadline, if I remember right. Yeah, and I think that's a really cool idea. I think Pablo initially brought it up. Taylor kind of Akroff kind of championed it forward. Um, I'd love to see how that that plays out. I like the idea of keeping the deadline. I think Patterson brought it up in the meeting. Like it's just such great energy that last day or two. Yeah. Um, even as commissioner, I'm like getting all the, the messages or I'm seeing them pop up on Facebook. Like it feels like I'm watching ESPN. Um, <laughs> especially the last like year or two, I think guys are really kind of bought into it, especially with trading of picks. And um, I think as, as the, the league kind of is beginning to um, come into its own in terms of competitiveness Mm-hmm. I think that's been a really cool thing. So moving it back gives some guys some better chances. They have a better idea if they're in the playoffs or not. So full send. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, I, I, it would, it would have been hard to lose the Adam Schefter effect um, of mm-hmm. like seeing something post, like literally those last couple of days, especially the last day I'm like, are the Schefters in the league going to post something? Cause that's always fun to see yep. that happen, you know? Yep. Or it's can like, I be a Schefter in a way, you know? Well, and, and year in and year out, I'm always like, oh, my team's fine. And then I start seeing people trade. I'm like, I need to trade. And <laughs> right, right. But I'm just like, I have to join the fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so move that back. Um, uh, one of the things that we're going to do, we talk about this more in depth at maybe a later episode, but like starting next year. So this year's draft is normal, but next year's draft, we're going to go down to five rounds instead of seven. Um, I think that for efficiency factors, I also think, um, dude, we don't know who to draft after the fifth round. Let's be real. Yeah. And really the first three to four are your money rounds. So still having that kind of like take a flyer round, I think is necessary. Um, but it'll keep things less confusing. I think overall, like who owns who, because it also got hard to like scroll back through messages and see who had been drafted already and who hadn't. And yeah, yeah. 
Yep. And you start, you know, that's where guys just start. Nope. 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 I'm just going to give you a name that works. Okay, great. Yep. <laughs> um, so I think that'll be, that'll be cool. Starting next year, this, this year will still be seven just because that's what we've been prepping for thinking about. Yep. Um, and then that led to the competition with the taxi squad, um, which is kind of like the name we've, we've used for like our rookies that we own. Um, I think the big thing we said is a, I'm not going to add any rookies to your team. I'm going to give you full like transparency. Um, if push comes to shove, I, I really think I should add at least the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we're just going to let it be. Um, and basically still working on figuring out if, we're going to make it work with like adding teams to the league. And I'm using air quotes here where it would be specific, like a handful of us would own a team a piece and would have like all our rookies on it. That way, like you're not confused of, can I pick that guy up or not? Basically then if you see him as a free agent, you know, he's been released or he's been let go. Right. Um, you can go to other guys, rookie squads and see who they have and maybe trade for them. Um, but then that way it's solely up to you then to decide what to do with that rookie. Um, and not, not fret. If that doesn't work, we'll probably have a Google doc that everyone can edit and it'll just be your responsibility of when you sign your rookie, you go erase their name from your Google doc. Right. Um, and then the biggest change that probably came through it, it is starting next season. So these guys got kind of grandfathered in from this year is starting, um, post week one before rosters are set for week two you have to have signed or released all your second year rookies your second year players. So, so that would mean that last year's rookies are still on our team for this year. Yep. But anyone drafted this year, that rule begins to apply to, correct? Yep. So say you take Brees Hall and you don't sign him all season. You just let him be on your, on the free agency or let him be on your, your taxi squad by the start of week two next year, you have to either sign him or he becomes an automatic free agent. But that way you get to see a full season, you get to see an off season, you get to see preseason, and you get to see a week to know, okay, is this dude anything? And you don't have to waste the spot on your team to say like, well, now I have to you know, let him go to free agency because he was only going to be in for two weeks and I needed a running back or whatever, you know? Yeah, but then it also allows for, you know, if we kind of kept it as is, I mean, it, it breaks down to like within a matter of years, we could own 21 free agents, you know, or like yeah, just right. it could be crazy numbers in terms of like of the amount of guys. It's at least 14 free agents that you could essentially well, have. Yeah, I mean, we would have 84 a year if nobody signed any to their teams. Times that by two, you're at 168 free agents on the free agent wire that nobody... That's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really hoping that the extra team thing works out. I'll spend some time here in the next couple of days and hopefully have it locked down before draft or what that looks like. It'd probably be at least two guys per team. We kind of, quote unquote, own a team. Schedule-wise, I would just set it up to where they only play each other. So we're not really worried about them during the season, during the schedule. We probably wouldn't change their name. We'd probably make their names pretty specific, like Chris and Andrew 
rookie team. You know what I mean? Like we right. try to get yeah. very obvious what that team is. That way we're not stressing over like crap. And that way me as commissioner or Ryan. Whose team is what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. can help make sure those guys are always facing each other and don't mean anything for our league. Um, some of that stuff. So those were the biggest things. Uh, the last thing was hopefully going to start having some conversation over getting together for year 10 in that draft. Um, whether it's a long weekend, a short day. Um, I think with guys traveling, it'd be nice to have it be maybe longer than just an afternoon. Yeah. Full like 48 hours or something like that would be. Yeah. 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 Time together and and really just, uh, yeah, I think just 10 years of this league is freaking nuts. So, yeah, I don't think either of us thought that this would potentially last that long. No, when I was drafting newly married in the, attic of Sean Day's home in the middle of Grand Rapids and I kind of threw this concept out and we were doing that initial draft I was like all right well if this lasts a year or two that'll be cool dude and I think we were all like yeah we're not we're not only doing this for a year with having 35 rounds of drafting yeah that was insane I can't believe we did that yeah for, I can't believe we made it through the first draft yeah especially when it was like eight of us and you're right you're just full sending like and, and no one, no one at the time had done anything dynasty, football. and no one knew what the league was supposed to look like or what. Like I still will never forget. I think it was what Jimmy Graham was taken in round yep. one. Yep, <laughs> we just yeah, didn't it was know. like, well, he's a receiver, technically a tight end. Like he's he's great and he's good. We so, all took like old guys who were super good. You yep. know. Yep, and and we very quickly realized like guys like Richard Sherman and cornerbacks like that are worthless because they don't get nobody thrown. throws like, to them. Yeah, you want the garbage nickel corner, like just crazy stuff that like you want the really bad defenses that are going to be on the lead, on the on the field a lot. Yeah, and that that's just wild to think. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we it'd be nice to celebrate even if even if ten of us can get together. Like it's just one of those like let's let's figure out a way. Let's, let's help guys out west. You know, get here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Majority of us are kind of in Michigan, so hopefully we can make that that work. Um, yep. So, but yeah, good league meeting it was good. Yeah. I think we'll do that in the future and just have that kind of be a part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it was a fun idea that we kind of had towards the end of the season last year, and it was it was cool to see it implemented this year. So, mm-hmm. sweet. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears here. Let's talk about uh, the upcoming draft. There's a lot of rookies, obviously, available. I'm sure people are already doing their homework, uh, or if not, they'll take what we say and use it as homework. So, you know, maybe we'll change our list real quick and make it all garbage, you know, just to see if <laughs> Joe <laughs> Williams, it? Joe Williams listens and takes it to heart or something, you know, yeah, who, is, who is listening. He's <laughs> like, nice. I'm taking Devin Lloyd first. Nice. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, let's let's uh, let's do this. Why don't we go back and forth uh, with our you want to start at 10 and work our way up or you want to start at one and work our way down? Let's um, I think because it's because it's more of this opinion and probably just copy and paste from some websites. We could probably just go one through 10. Let's do it. Um, do it. Especially because we're really looking at it from a standpoint of like greatest impact. Yes. Compared- Not necessarily who's going to put up the most points. Yeah. Who's going to have the greatest impact. Yeah. Um, and that could be based on again, where they're, who they play for, where they, you know, and a lot of it will play in like, they probably should be drafted near the first, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, so um, I was going to do this. Let me just throw this out there before we start um, for those listening uh, round one. It is you with the first pick so mm-hmm. Thompson, 
Adam Javid, Joe Pedersen, Pablo, and then you, Chris, again. Mm-hmm. Your first five, followed by Casey, me, Bubba, Joe, and then it goes Pablo, Pablo, Casey. So that's kind of your first, you're like round one. 15, yeah. Um, your first 12. Yeah. I'll just do round two real quick. It goes Javid, Javid. You're going to hear his name a lot here in a second. Javid, Javid. Pedersen is 15. That's kind of your top 15. Javid is 16. Taylor Kovaleski with his first pick of the draft at 17. Casey, Tyler, Javid, <laughs> Joe Pedersen, Bradley Van Camp, Joe Pedersen, Taylor, Akterhoff. So it's kind of your first. I think Akterhoff's first pick is the 24th pick. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of those things. Round three, Chris, Javid, Joe, Pablo, Taylor, Kovaleski, Casey, Tyler, me, or Casey, Tyler, Casey, um, Joe, Casey. Pablo me. So that's kind of how it looks. Got it. Cool. So let's, uh, let's start with our number ones. Uh, I would be willing to go first. Sure. You, if you are cool with it. So my number one player that I think is going to have the most impact right away, uh, in the league is Drake London. Nice. The wide yeah. receiver for the Falcons. Respect that. Um, I think he's got Kyle Pitts, which will be great. Uh, he has no Calvin Ridley because he's still suspended for God knows why. Um, and what, is Marcus Mariota the the quarterback there? Is he yes. down in Atlanta? He's he's a decent quarterback. Like Mariota, um, yeah. I, I think he'll have the greatest impact. I think right out of the right out of the gate. Nice. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong. I think when we we set off air. There's a ton of wide receivers this yes. year. Yes, um, I think. I think you'll be sitting even like an actor Hoff who's not picking till 24. Like I think he'll find someone who can play for him mm-hmm. at 24. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there is defensive players who are probably worth looking at in the second. Like if I owned four second round picks and had a pretty weak defense, I would probably pick some defenders in the second round if my name mm-hmm. is John, but um, <laughs> with five picks in the, like the second round. Yeah. You, he has so many anyways. Uh, I have Brees Hall. I think, and I, I picked him simply because yeah, consensus, he seems to be the number one guy. Um, but I, I think there's not really someone there to compete with him for the Jets. Mm-hmm. He was a stud in college. Mm-hmm. I think they'll use him because I think they want to protect Zach. And he has Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis and some other weapons around. Like that Jets offense is low key strong. Could be, yeah. And so I think just for what it's worth, like I think he'll have a great impact. I think him getting that kind of number one kind of if you look on the webs and, and internets, um, he seems to be there. And I would agree with it. I think that, I think passing and receiving Najee Harris, probably not, but like, right. Like David Montgomery 2.0. I think so. It's a, yes. It's if people like Elijah Moore can start to hit, if Corey Davis can start to hit again, if Garrett Wilson get like, it's dependent on a lot of factors, but I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, which is why I have him as my number two. I have, yeah. I have Brees Hall as my number two. Like he's clearly the number one running back. There's a lot of others that could possibly yep. do really well, but there's other players on their team and whatnot. But for all the reasons that you said, that's why I have Damian Pierce as my number two. 
Uh, Brees Hall's number two. Or, sorry, Brees. Yes, Brees Hall. Yes. I have Damian Pierce as my number two. Oh, okay. Um, I have, yeah, I have him as my number three. But Yeah. So I think I have Brees Hall, then I have Damian Pierce running back for the Texans. I was like, do I not put him on here and hope he's a sleeper? And then right before we recorded this. Marlon Mack out released, yeah. He's been killing in preseason. Like, if you've been paying any sort of attention, he, he's legit. Like he was he was mine I was hoping to snag with the fifth overall pick um, because he wasn't starting. But yeah. now who the heck knows what's going to happen? Yeah, so he's super solid. And then I'll just go real quick because Drake London is my third. Yeah. So we have the same top three more or less. Just in different – yeah, just in different orders. Yeah, because Damian Pierce is my number three. Because, yeah. again – He's on the Texans. There's not as many weapons as yeah. the Jets potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's solid. He also does have some other people on his team. Like I think someone wrote that it's like the island of misfit running backs yeah. in Houston. Like they had Marlon yeah. Mack at Rex Burkhead. Uh, I think like Royce Freeman was in there at one point or something like that. Minute, like <laughs> yeah. everyone's just getting just, a shot. And he just is wild. Because like, is he has he looked legit because he's just the best of the misfits or is he actually legit? Well, and who knows what's actually going to happen when they play a team that's playing their top defense against their offense. Like there's, yeah, it's so, it's so unknown that he is up there, there but it's, it's risky for me still. There's very few like Adrian Peterson's and Najee Harris and like these rookies who come on and are just legit. Um, it's hard. It's hard to be a rookie in the NFL. Well, yeah, because is he going to be? I mean, Jonathan Taylor, you could argue, was that Dalvin Cook? Like yeah. even Christian McCaffrey back in the day wasn't that his first season. Mm-hmm. Like it took him two to three seasons before he started really cooking. You know, and we're we're just learning that they have to be involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Like Eric Henry gets away with it because he gets thirty carries. But For like, sure, Zeke Zeke probably has to turn into some kind of receiving back if he wants to keep being the dude in Dallas so like that that's just becoming part of what it means to be a top wide or top running back right if they use Pierce like that you can go him and Brees Hall 1A 1 you know 1B potentially so yep um okay so Hall Pierce London those are kind of our top three yep four I have Chris Olav uh wide receiver from the Saints um Michael Thomas is back I'm is he going to deck a dude? Who knows? I, I'm just hoping he takes their defensive top corner and gets looked at, and then that gives Olav the chance to take it off the top. I'm probably not even saying his last name right, but like, um, he he's legit. I mean, we watched him at four years at Ohio State, just kill Michigan, um, except for last year, and he he was he's legit in my opinion. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a great pick. I have um. This is kind of a sleeper pick why I have him up this high, but I have Sky Moore up there as number four because I do think like I, I think Juju Smith Schuster has proven that he is really into TikTok and not as much into football. And with Tyreek Hill leaving, I think he'll be a nice compliment because Patrick Mahomes is just a freaking genius with a football. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's he's also my sleeper pick is which is why I have him yeah. all the way up at number four but okay yeah um who do you have at number five so i was it it depends on a few things it depends on their health i'm banking on them being young and getting healthy and being on 
teams that want to use them. So I have um, number five. I have biggest impact. I have uh, Kenneth Walker Jr. or Kenneth Walker the third as number five. Yep. I think That's he'll cool. come in. I think Rashad Penny is fine, but I think they'll want to give him reps as quick as possible. Like I could almost see like a Melvin Gordon, uh, Williams, and in, in Denver sort of thing happening this year, where they both did really well and had yep. an impact, and because they. So he might not score the most points, but like I think he has the most long-term potential, and I think them doing a sort of committee thing could have a real impact for their team having two different types of running backs in that position. So that's why I have him as uh, number five. Yep. I like it. Uh, I have James Cook running back okay. for the Bills. Nice. He's one of my sleeper picks. Okay. Um, they have Singletary and they have Moss. And they haven't seemed satisfied truly with either. They um, got more satisfied with Singletary as yeah. the season went on last year, but I still don't think he's just small. He's yeah. just super small. And the thing that they like about okay. Cook is that he's a similar design to his brother Dalvin, uh, in that he. Oh, I didn't realize it. I didn't even put that together that they were related. Yeah. Uh, he likes to catch the football, and so the one thing that was a knock against Singletary is because of his size. He doesn't catch a lot of footballs, right? So if Cook can work himself into some sort of the rotation or overtake or move around, maybe he doesn't get some goal line carries, maybe that's still Moss, I think he could overtake a Singletary um, and thus being a sleeper. You know, strictly from a rookie, I don't think he'll be a top 20, top 25 running back. I think that's a year or two away, but I think like making an impact as a rookie, I think it's very possible. Well, and some of the stuff they're writing about is Singletary is set to hit a free agent market in 2023. And who knows yeah. if the Bills like him enough to sign him. Um, and Zach Moss has kind of shown what he is at this point. So he's a Frank Gore 2.0. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And they both played on the same team for a little bit. Yeah, just a plotting kind of dude. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So I have him at five. And I have Sky Moore at six. I think okay. everything is Sky Moore. Yeah. I think it's true. I don't, I, he could easily be the number one because it's the Chiefs. Yep. And, and they've proven to be a pass-oriented offense time well, yeah. and time Every, again. Everything they said about Sky Moore is he just – he's freaking fast. He can catch the ball. And they had that in Tyreek Hill already, and they've yeah. proven that it can work. And they they kind of need that. So yep. um, so Sky Moore six for me. Who's six for you? Six for me is Jamison Williams. It obviously depends on his injury coming back, but he mm-hmm. suffered that a long time ago, and mm-hmm. he's young, and he probably could come back. Uh, there's, I think DJ Chark is getting older. I don't think they want, he's on a one-year deal. So who knows if they'll use him as much. Um, but I do think the, the potential danger is there is, uh, TJ Hawkinson, who's super good and Amon Ra St. Brown, who is also proven that he's really good. But I think if I remember right, Jamison Williams is a little bit faster and a little bit, I don't know about taller. I think he's a he's yeah. a little bit faster than Amon. Amon kind of classifies as probably a slot receiver, right? Uh, in the mold of Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. where Jamison Williams is going to take it off the top and play outside and right all over the field, kind of. So catch. it depends on it, I'm banking on him getting healthy sooner rather than later for that, yeah. but yeah, yeah, cool. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, guess seven. Oh, so, okay. I was going to say, maybe this is your first defensive pick at seven, but I have Jameson at seven. Everything you said, I 
I just, I think he's, um, if he's healthy. So imagine this, you're healthy. So you go from like a four, three speed to like a four, four speed. Like that's what we're talking about. And that's still faster than a lot of cornerbacks and could, safeties. Who knows? He could be like Adrian Peterson to come back stronger and have the best season of his life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So seven is Jameson for me. Who's seven for you? Uh, I have Devin Lloyd, the linebacker for the Jaguars at seven. So I think he's going to be a starter right out of the gate. He, he led his linebacking class in career tackles for loss per game coming out of college. He was ranked top seven in solos and tackles per game as well. And in his final career, he had four or his final season. He had four interceptions as a linebacker, which is pretty incredible. See at Utah. I think so. Yes, I believe so. I didn't write down what colleges it was, but I think you're right. I think he was at my um, fear with Devin Lloyd is is he a Xavier Collins 2.0 right I hope not but yeah I hope not too but I think he could be I think he could be really good yeah yeah I, I agree um so then who do you have at eight so I have uh eight and nine are pretty close for me I have Aiden Hutchinson as number okay. eight for me um I think he's proven he's he and even in his preseason games he's, he's been pretty good yep. he had them um he racked up 68 total pressures last season um which is considered i think it was 18.9 percent of his pass rushing snaps he got pressure on the quarterback which is pretty incredible um yeah so nearly 20 percent of his rushes he got pressure on the quarterback that's pretty nuts that's legit and he's in detroit which is like his hometown like he wanted to play it like i think there'll just be a lot of energy that he'll carry and that he'll just do really well um in a in a familiar environment so I agree. Um, eight, I have my second sleeper, and he might not be one for a lot of people, but I think Christian Watson. Okay. Wide receiver for the Packers. Yep. Romeo Dobbs, Dubes, Dobes is getting a ton of tread because Watson's been hurt. So we're talking about this Romeo guy for the Packers. Um, Christian wasn't playing when Aaron Rodgers came out and basically was like, the rookie wide receivers need to learn to catch the ball. Yeah. So I think that yeah. plays a big. I think that plays a big role in what he thinks. So I think Christian is the higher, higher stature, higher pick, and he's playing with Aaron Rodgers, who makes quarterbacks look good. Like Alan Lazard is a number one quarter run or wide receiver right now because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I think if 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 he's healthy and he translates well, dude could be legit. So yes. he's at eight for me. Nine, I have Devin Lloyd, linebacker. Okay. Um, I agree. I think playing on a team like the Jaguars, they're probably going to be on the field a lot. Go rack up points. Yep. Throwing a couple picks. They got rid of Miles Jack, so that, that position's open. Yep. Um, yeah, I like Devin Lloyd too. Yeah. My number nine is uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. Um, for the edge for the Giants, he had forty-four pressures last year. 16.9% of his rush. Like it's just, that's pretty crazy numbers. So might slow down a little bit just cause I mean, the pros are obviously different than college, but I think he'll, he'll keep that up. And so they, it was eight and nine, but there was like, I just have to put one ahead of the other. I think they're both fantastic. Yeah. And I think they'll do well. Uh, he, my, oh yeah. Go ahead. A little injured, but I mean, I, I think if again, young. Motor, if yeah. his motor is legit, then I think he'll be legit. Yeah. For sure. Um, my number 10 was Garrett Wilson. Okay. Um, for the Jets. I think for 
I'm really leery of the team. I think just watching them draft three running backs with like their top drafts the past couple, like it's just, it's hard to know if they know what they're doing. Um, but it's hard to know if Zach Wilson knows what he's doing other than being with other people's moms. I don't know what, you know, (laughs) whatever, whatever Zach Wilson does in his free time. But I do think having Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, I I think Garrett Wilson, I, I think Garrett, Corey Davis is, he's never fully lived up to expectations and I wouldn't see the jets fully committing to him when they have a lot of young talent either. And so he could very easily become the number two wide receiver there. Um, If not potentially the number one, like him and Elijah uh, Moore could very easily uh, share touches this year. 100%. Um, I have Nicobe Dean, the linebacker Eagles Um, looked really good in preseason. I think he'll play a bunch on a good defensive slash good just a good team in general is what it's kind of looking like the Eagles are going to be. Um, guy was a high character, high tackle rate, like leader on a Georgia defense. Like I think he just kind of reminds me like that instinctual, like just going to come in and make plays. Mm-hmm. Um, going to get the fumble recoveries. It's almost like it vibes like the potential, like a, a Darius Leonard now goes by Shaquille, like a Shaquille Leonard. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts linebacker like you don't he was like good in college he didn't think much of it but like the instincts are just there so Luke Keekley, like some of these guys who just like and I'm putting his name up there like incredible players but I'm just saying like instincts at linebacker plays a big role like can you read the play and can you react and so much of the footage of him in college was him leading that great defense in Georgia and so yeah, he's my number 10. I think he could he could clean up. So and what's crazy, dude, is you and I kind of said it off off mic. There's probably another as I scroll through like just random lists, there's probably another 10 to 15 dudes who easily could have been on this list. Yes. Yeah. Just on especially the- especially when you get down past like number six. I'm like, there's so many that could be interchangeable just from an impact standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great offensive year. I think there's going to be a lot more sleeper defense. I think, I think you could be creative and get a couple couple key guys that might not play weeks one through six, but end-of-season playoffs are legit. You know what yes. I mean? I think If you um, can sneak out some early wins and have some of those uh, like Kenneth Walker or some of those other wide receivers, like let them develop a little bit, yeah, you could have a really your your team could change come week six or seven. Yeah, and I, I go back to like I just a straight up like I look at like a Javid, I look at kind of scrolls with them teams, a, a team broad, like some of these guys like offense is there for the picking, but if I have a lot of early first three rounds, I'm probably taking a flyer on a on a defender or two just because I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just enough offense to go around. I think guys in rounds three or four are still gonna be finding impact players i agree so i agree so yeah i'm excited i am draft is a couple days away and it's it's gonna be fun so clark with the few minutes that we have left here uh we want to talk a little bit about kind of our hopes and dreams for season three of the podcast which is kind of cool um to think through we 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 want to 
do some things a little differently this season, Clark. I'll let you talk a little bit about um, yeah. kind of what our hopes are, um, just to kind of keep things fresh, keep things from getting stale to help us get to know each other a little bit better. So why don't you share a little bit about what we're hoping to accomplish uh, this coming season in the podcast? Yeah, I think um, when we first set out to start the podcast, we we had kind of a running list, things you and I kind of threw back and forth of like, oh, let's talk about this, let's talk about that. Um, we've done some pretty epic deep dives into some statistical areas and, uh, spent a lot of time talking about that. And so, um, a lot of our conversations we've been able to have with some of like other team owners, other guys in the league on the podcast, had good conversation with them. Um, but as we kind of head into year three, and even as we, the conversation about year 10 coming up and just like time spent, I think one of our big goals was like, um some fun ideas we threw out like let's get some i i'm so really fixated and let's get some like the guys who used to be in the league let's get them on the podcast um some of them like jordan hall some of these guys like are like kind of big time in the michigan area or like just in like kind of smaller sports world podcasting and and media stuff and so but again original member be fun to get him on Jeremy uh, White, you know, former um, huge ass construction, like he, a guy who like he played in a championship game, was competitive. Um, he said he'd join up. We can always bring Molinex back in, ask him why he ever attempted to play fantasy football. <laughs> you know, I think Bang with the bros. I think Fife, like, um, it, there's just there's just enough guys from like it would be fun to like almost like where are they now? How are they doing? Um, you know, you brought up the white whale, Ryan from ESPN. Mm -hmm. like, Good old Ryan, my white whale, my Moby Dick. Why not send an email and see if there's just someone from like the fantasy side of stuff on ESPN that would. Well, how, let's be real. How often do you think those guys get asked to be on a podcast? Yeah. What would we ask? Besides them? pro football talk or whatever it is on ESPN, like those like four people. Nobody does. But it's like, what would we ask them besides like, hey, tell us what your fantasy football experience or like, what's it like doing what you do? Like, but it's just one of those cool, like we referenced it so many times over the years about those guys. And it's just like, it'd be just fun to get, why not? You know, do we know someone who knows someone who knows someone that knows a former player or a retired player or a guy who only played in the preseason, but like put on in so a funny story, Clark, yeah. my grandma lives in lake city michigan okay. and has a neighbor like eight cabins down who was a former lineman for the green bay packers okay. and the arizona cardinals so i could very easily ask her to be like sweet old grandma bring him some cookies yeah oh by the way here's my grandson's phone number yeah i think i think on his podcast dang it i think you have a buddy at a, another church who a guy attends there and the claim is that he played on the Lions for a couple seasons. So it's like, do we get a former NFL player, no matter the level, the fact they played in the NFL, do we get them on the podcast and just ask them about life, which kind of all rolled into, I think a lot of doing a lot more just conversation. Um, like let's have guys on and like, let's just talk about life. Like let's mm -hmm. talk football, but like um, we've kind of always done the fun games, like the hot seat, but like what would it be like to have a full, 
conversation and be like, who's Chris Thompson? Yeah. Like who? Well, yeah. And I, I think like, you know, I referenced in talking before the episode, like late night hosts do this all the time where they have somebody on to talk about a project they're working on or a movie or, you know, album. And that's maybe five minutes at the beginning or maybe at the very end, they're like, oh, and by the way, tell us about this thing. But like, yeah. they're always fascinating, yeah. you know? Yep. Well, I referenced the Bustin' with the Boys podcast earlier or off off kind of mic with you. Like, again, just, just the bro talk, the locker room talk, but like the real life talk and just being like, hey, what's up? And I think with so much of like, as guys have become more and more invested, I think, A, there's a handful of guys who haven't even been on the mic yet, haven't been on the podcast yet. B, there's guys who we've had on, we've asked their opinion of fantasy football. They've given great insight, great knowledge. Some just talk about being a vulture, but like they share like, <laughs> they share some of that stuff. Um, Glad that's catching on. Yeah, we, we have the reference to D&D and some of those jokes that have kind of sparked some rivalries. But Walmart. But there's, there's kind of more to it. Like, right, there's always more to the story. And so it'd be like, yeah, let's just have, let's like, if we're going to have um, someone on as a guest, like let's have them actually be a focal point of the show and not just for the podcast, not just another voice. Um, so yeah, that might look different and depending on who it is, but like, yeah. So just kind of going in a more direction of like the, not, I don't want to use the get to know you because I don't want it to be like a cliche and almost like turn guys off from listening to it or wanting to actually be on it, but just like, let's just talk more life. Like let's have a more chill setting, like grab a drink, hang out. Like we're just talking on zoom. Let's throw football in there. Let's throw some life stuff in there. Let's throw yeah. some folks in there. Like let it have it, have it be like a, a cool conversation. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the hope was because we're potentially going to have everybody come together for a weekend or, you know, a day or whatever to kind of, set the stage of like, yeah, we, we actually do know each other mm -hmm. fairly well after these mm -hmm. episodes. So when we come together, it's like hanging out with friends, not that like weird. Okay. We kind of know each other, but we really are only connected through fantasy football, you know, to kind of help break that down and yeah, have a good time. Bro. It's wild. Like I, I, I know he listens to this every once in a while, but like I've never met Brad Bandcamp in person. Right. And he's been in the, in the league for going on nine years. He's mm -hmm. a G member who I don't think anyone besides for Jordan Hall and Jeremy had met in person. Um, he was Jordan Hall's brother-in-law. Um, so it's like, but I, I text him football season mm -hmm. coming down and we're probably texting every other week. We're talking trade stuff. Like he's, he's commenting on the Facebook page. Like he's highly involved. Um, but I've never, I've never met him in person. Right. But yeah. like, I feel like cause of social media, I'm like kind of intricately involved in his life at some level. Like, but, um, so it's just guys like that who's like, A, hope he comes to the 10-year anniversary thing, but B, like, let's let's get him on and let's just, like, let's have that conversation. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, I think so. So I think I think it'll be a fun direction, and we've got some other surprises and stuff we'll be working on along the way uh, for the for this season, too, to uh, just keep it interesting, keep it entertaining, and help us to get to know each other. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. So. Anything else you want to say, Clark, before we end this episode? Do, do you want my preseason power rankings? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. That'd be great. Awesome of that. Yeah. It wasn't in our original outline. So, you know. Let's, uh, so putting this together, 
Yeah, I don't even <laughs> an asterisk or a caveat. I'm not even going to caveat. I'm just going to give you my preseason power rankings because they mean as about a much as much as like fantasy. Anyways, okay. Here's let's the- be real. After the draft, they will probably change. Yeah. This is how I came up with these. I simply looked at the roster, and I said, "What what's missing? What's there? How close?" But I, the draft hasn't happened, so I didn't. I just said, if the team was to start today, do they have free agents in their starting lineup? Do they have like retired guys in the linebacker position? Do they have the backup of the backup quarterback in their starting? Like, if you were to feel the team today, this is how I think it would be. So that's kind of why it's pre it's preseason, right? Um, it'll probably dramatically change after week one or week two. So, do you want me to go one to ten or one to twelve? Sure, let's do it. Okay, I don't imagine it'll be super long. So, no number one, I have Akterhoff. Won the championship last year. Brady came back. Great running backs. I like I like Akterhoff's team. I got to give the champ uh, his due. Let him preseason. You did that for Bubba too, and that was just because he won. So you know, hundred percent. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just jinxing them, right? That's the whole goal here. Um, so I like uh, extra for number one, number two. I have generally have Van Camp. I think um, Van Camp's one weakness. It's all Packers. So he he literally rises and falls on Packers, except for Devonte Adams now. Except for Devonta Adams and except for Justin Jefferson, mm. so but he, still quality. He, like he still, I mean, he arguably has the best wide receiver trio in Adams, Brown, and Jefferson. Mix in a little Kyle Pitts, Aaron Jones, and he has Aaron Rodgers whipping the ball around. Van Camp has a good football team. Um, number two, number three. And I do this to myself every freaking season. Uh, is Team Broad and Tyler Broad? Uh, <laughs> I just can't quit you. Like it's one of those like you I drink the hopium every year, like a Lions fan. If he but for Team Broad, if he cared beyond week three, his team would should be incredible. Again, I think he's like a player away overall. Defense is a little hit or miss. But the offense, Allen, Kamara, Gibson, Moore, Williams, Barkley, like, I'll take him. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, he's number three. Number four, uh, same thing. I am chugging whatever he is selling uh, is Kovaleski, Mile High Club. Um, health, big asterisk, health, Mahomes, CMC, Javante Williams. That's a great three. Mm-hmm. Should, be. Mm-hmm. should be the guy in Denver. CMC and Mahomes should battle each other for number one overall. Right? Like, mm-hmm. again, if they're healthy. Yep. Um, he finally kind of figured out the receivers at some level. Uh, Kirk worked out going to Jacksonville and becoming the number one there because they gave him so much undeserved money. Uh, Elijah Moore from the Jets. Um, and then he got Thielen there in the end. His mm-hmm. sleeper will be is Elijah Mitchell, the Elijah Mitchell of last year, or have they found more guys to throw a committee in with him? Yep. So, yep. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, Rokon Smith, Logan Wilson, Isaiah Simmons, CJ Mosley, great linebackers. Like he, 
how many air quotes I'm looking at right now. So he should, <laughs> well, nobody can nobody can see him. So he might be doing a hundred or none. Yeah, he should be legit. Uh, number five, I have uh, Team Williams uh, or Joe Williams or Juicy J or whatever Jerry ball, Jones or whatever ball name he checked <clears throat> ball. Jerry Jones burner account. Yeah, um, Stafford, Montgomery, Lamb, Chase. I mean, Lamb, Chase, and Cup are probably the best receiving trio in our league. Um, when he stole Cup from Pedersen, I think a lot of us shed some tears. Um, mm-hmm. when Pedersen gave him away for, I think, literally nothing. Um, Peanuts. Yeah, they deserved a, a boot from the league. Um, <laughs> That's Walmart for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has Mike Evans, too. Oh, yeah, he has Michael Thomas, too. So, yeah, he's he's like the one-stop shop for all wide receivers. Oh, he has Kenny Galladay and Boyle yeah. and Bateman. Like, it's, it goes on and on, like... <laughs> I get why he was so against getting rid of that wide receiver uh, running back position. So <laughs> love Williams team. Um, Pollard will probably steal Zeke's position at some point anyways, this season, which he has. So great. Yeah. Squad. Could win it all very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have myself at number uh, six. Um, my fears always is health and age. Um, I'm kind of, on the backside for a lot of guys. Um, but I also have a team very much that if everyone was healthy, could still stomp. See why wouldn't be competitive. Yep. Um, if guys can keep it in their pants, like, yeah, it's, it's there to like, well, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, anyways, oh, I'd be under- give some young 20 year olds a bunch of money and a bunch of clout. Like, eh, let's be real. I, I have DeAndre Hopkins though. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, that's right. You have you do have DeAndre Hopkins. He just spent yeah. for six games, but I have Hopkins. Yeah. 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 Um, and I do have Hopkins for Darren Waller. So, um, you know how it is though. Yeah. Yeah. You have Hopkins. So Hopkins is there. Uh, <laughs> six, seven. I have uh, Mr. Team Team himself, Casey. I love Taylor and Cook. Um, I think it's a great one too at the running back position for him. Um, Rashad Penny's the guy in Seattle now until Kenneth Walker comes back from the hernia issue. Um, as always, his weak spot is wide receiver, but could also be a very good wide receiver core too. Corlin Sutton, man, could be real great. <clears throat> Sutton, Smith, Schuster, Renfro, like it could very easily be a very solid, like consistent. The the key is consistency. Mm-hmm. I'll drop a. I love when guys drop a 20 point wide receiver day, right? But then the rest of the year, they average seven points or less. Randall Moore, useless. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> useless. But a guy who consistently drop you 12 points, you can win. Yeah, you want that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do. I trade him Irv Smith Jr., who I do think if he's healthy will be legit this year. Um, and lastly, with him, he has uh, Ulakan, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, great with the Falcons tackling machine with them now with the Jaguars should be on the field a lot so um, <laughs> hey Etienne is coming he'll save him and Urban Meyer is out thank god um, so Casey number seven speaking of people that can't keep it in the threads yeah Joe Pedersen um, is is that the reference or are you talking about Urban Moore no I was talking about Urban Meyer <laughs> also true I, about Joe Pedersen. Kids uh, I have Pedersen at eight um I I believe in Joe. 
I believe in Kyler many more Murray. Um, Chase Edmonds as he watches film in Miami. Um, he's got Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith. He he falls very much in the camp of like a player away, right? Mm-hmm. Like wherever you look on his team, you're like, oh, so close. That's kind of how I feel with Pedersen. Right. Um, he could be consistent and make the playoffs. That's kind of how his team looks like it's going to vibe. Um, Kyler Murray at one point last year was like the number one quarterback, and then he stopped watching film. So, Allegedly. Come on. Yeah, allegedly. Well, they had to put it in his contract until he got embarrassed and they made him take it out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Shame is powerful. <laughs> number nine. Uh, I have you, Chris. Oh, let's go. Still not in the top or still not in the bottom. Your your issue is just gonna be wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Like I I think CEH gets another shot. He catches the ball. He plays for the Chiefs. He didn't need to be great, and that's the issue. And another mm-hmm. team when he, he kind of needs to carry, like if he played for the Falcons, I think it'd be a different conversation with a player like him. Um Singletary can hopefully still be the guy there for a minute. You have Nick Chubb. Um your defense is kind of coming around. So I, I like I like that. And then you have the ultimate weapon in Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. The issue with Lamar Jackson is he's the only quarterback in the league that can drop 20 and the next week drop 70. Yes. Yep. That, that is a heart attack that I do not wish upon anyone. So I'll, um, I'll gladly bear that for the team. You, you'll bear that for us. And <laughs> if it came off your hands, gladly, but I would not. I would <laughs> well, we know how that worked last time you took a quarterback off my hands. He still has not played. Still hasn't played. And here's the deal. I, I made that trade for Waller, and I'm pretty sure Waller won't play much this year. And Irv Smith will be a top five tight end. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's your luck. That's how my luck goes. DeAndre Hopkins comes to my team, gets hurt, gets suspended. That's you right, you have DeAndre Hopkins. That's I right. do have him. So number 10 uh, is um, Team uh, Schefter 2.0, Adam Javid. Wow, you moved him up even one more spot than when we talked about before the episode. Yeah. I believe in what Javid's doing. I, If he can figure out fantasy defense – I, I just believe what he's what he's doing. Um, he's he's like, been grinding, man. He's been working hard. He's grinding. He's taking it serious. Um, yeah, I I like. He very much falls in the category of probably multiple players away, but plenty of draft picks. Does it right? Does it well? Um, this is a this is a huge year for him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking a big flop, and he's probably a seller dweller for a couple more seasons one or two guys hit and he is easily in the conversation for like pressing in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a guy, I'll just say this with him. He's a guy that would should be hoping that we would add another league expansion because that fourth spot in each conference would look really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I like Javid. I like what he's doing. Uh, Number 11. I have Pablo Siskamani still formerly known as or known as the 2019 asterisk champ. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot of potential. That's just, I mean, it's such a cliche, easy thing to say, but like he has some guy named T Johnson is a free agent wide receiver in his starting lineup. Granted, we haven't touched it 
who cares? But I'm just like, but you look at the rest of his team and I'm like, okay, who would he actually be playing there anyways? Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, that's, the, that's the, kind of the maybe Jarvis Landry. So that's the tension with his team is like Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and George Kittle. I'll take him on my team. Right. Love that. But I, that's not a Mahomes and CMC can win you a game category of players. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we've seen with Taylor, like Mahomes and CMC have their like a basic high end number one at position game for themselves. He scored like a hundred and some points. Yeah, you could you could score a hundred and like forty or fifty points between two people super easy with those two. He was he was winning games. Um and so um yeah. I know Pablo cares in the sense of he's still in the league and he's trying to make some moves. He's gone a little silent. Um I didn't hear from him when it came to the league meeting. I'm sure somehow last minute he won't be able to draft, but it's there. So last but not least. Aktorov, Van Camp, Broad, Kovaleski, Williams, Clark, Casey, Patterson, Chris. Jonathan. Jeez, who does that leave as the last spot, Clark? Oh, I'm missing. Uh, and this will probably be some massive motivation for him. But uh, the Chris is fist pumping. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the noise a vulture makes. God, like whatever that is. But uh, I have Bubba at 12. He has Tyreek Hill and he has Travis Kelsey except for Hill no longer plays with Kansas city. Oh, good Lord. The vulture sound is awful. I just looked it up. (laughs) It's terrifying. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know what to think about his team. And I, I, you know, what's funny is I think if you recorded me, I probably say that every season about Bubba's team, this is the first year where I feel like I'm saying that from a genuine, like, I don't know how to feel about his team. Mm Mm-hmm. Gordon could be the guy in Denver, or he could be cut. Not play at all. Yeah. Cordell Patterson could be the freak again or be done. Robert Woods coming off of in, uh, injury. Uh, Claypool seems to not care about football. Uh, Tyreek Hill has Tua throwing to him, who gets a lot of hate, but it's not Patrick Mahomes. Got Kelsey. He's got Pat Fairmuth, who should be used a lot by a rookie or a weak quarterback. So <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is also there. So that's what I'm saying. Like either pick it yeah. or a weak quarterback in Trubisky. Defense will be decent. He's got Fournette. I mean, there so there's pieces. Like it's hard. He's got Fournette. He's got Connor. It's hard to hate hate on his team. It's just there's a lot of question marks. That that's just how it last. Like he needs to go to the pile and see what he can scrounge up. <laughs> um, so week ten, baby, it's coming. We'll have the bottom feeders of the league this year playing against each other. <laughs> I love it. So, so yeah, I think again preseason, take it with a grain of salt. Use it as motivation. Whatever you need to do, um, but I'm just excited, bro. It was just fun yeah. to throw that together. It was fun to prepare for this. So, uh, draft is coming up September 3rd. Um, and we'll see what happens after that. It'll we'll be fun. September 8th, right? A couple days after that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to no injuries of the rookies after we draft them. Let's go. Cheers. <laughs> yes, I pray so, over all. <laughs> so, yes. Let's, let's have a season where nobody's major starters get hurt. Yeah. 
unless I play them. Two, three years ago when like every other major guy got hurt. Was that last year? Was that wasn't there a season where mm, last year a lot of people got hurt? Yeah. A lot. I think it was like the past two years. A lot of people got hurt. So let's just play yeah. nice football and let it be. Let's just be kind. Yeah. Let's just not hit each other hard. <laughs> yeah. Just just hug each other to the ground. Let's do that. Okay, we've done it. We've got our first episode of season three out of the way of the Gentleman's Club podcast, the place where we come to talk about the best fantasy dynasty IDP keeper league that has ever existed on the face of the planet. We'll be back again for episode two, where we will start up some of the new things that we're looking for. But until then, here's to a fantastic draft and a fantastic first week, because we probably won't do another one before that. But here's to a great first week, great draft. It's going to be awesome. We're hyped for it. Can't wait. Good luck. All right. Later.